I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Confessions of a New Grad. This podcast is an ongoing story, so I'd recommend listening to the previous episodes before starting this one. Chapter 7. Pemberton. Gemma and I had gone to Pemberton Music Festival, which involved four days of camping in a valley in Pemberton, British Columbia, with Tyler, his sister Bridget, and her boyfriend. Only Bridget and I had wanted to go see Chet Faker that day. Everyone else had headed over to Weezer, who were playing at the same time. I always got on great with Tyler's sister Bridget, and we had a lot of fun watching Chet Faker. I remember standing in the crowd as the scorching afternoon slowly burned off into a slightly cooler evening, trading swigs of our boiling hot vodka for hits off bongs from random strangers and feeling at peace with the world. As Chet's set ended and a melee of people made their way toward the food trucks or other stages, I noticed a tall, dark-haired, olive-skinned, Greek god of a guy wandering through the crowd. Brooklyn! Apollo yelled, rushing over and giving me a hug. I felt a little weird hugging a glistening shirtless guy that I used to date right in front of my current boyfriend's sister but tried to act casual. Bridget didn't know who Apollo was and If I played it cool, I could keep it that way. I broke apart from him as soon as I could, trying to ignore how ridiculously firm his torso was. Perhaps it was the effect of the vodka and weed, but Apollo appeared to be glowing. I had forgotten how attractive he was, and his honey brown eyes were radiant at the sight of me. I craned my neck to look at him as I introduced him to Bridget. He was so tall. What are you guys up to? Apollo asked. I want to meet Chet, Bridget said. Faker? He asked. Oh, okay, let's go meet him. Do you know him? Bridget asked, excitedly. She was, apparently, too drunk to notice that both Apollo and I were way too happy to see each other. I don't know him, but I saw him disappear into that trailer, Apollo said. Let's go see if we can find him. Without so much as a single skeptical question, we followed Apollo through the crowd. I knew, even in my drunken state, that there was something fundamentally wrong with following my ex-lover through a crowd, especially in the company of my current boyfriend's sister, but I didn't care. 
If I'm being honest, I didn't even care about meeting Chet. I just wanted to hang out with Apollo. Where Tyler was, or what he was doing, the answer was looking for me, as I had promised to meet him by the Chet Faker stage after the show, never even crossed my mind. I just wanted to be drunk and have fun, and for some reason, Tyler had no place in my plans to do that. Is he in there? Bridget asked, craning her neck to try and see into a trailer that was parked behind the stage. Um, is that him? Apollo asked, pointing to a rather scrawny brunette guy. No! Bridget laughed. Chet looks nothing like that guy. Huh. I guess I got mixed up, Apollo admitted. Brooklyn! Gemma appeared through the crowd, along with Bridget's boyfriend. Hey guys, Bridget said, throwing her arms around her boyfriend. Where's Tyler? He got hungry while we were looking for you and went to the food trucks, Gemma said. But he said he'd come back here and meet us after. Oh my god, food. I need food, Bridget said. We'll meet up with you guys later, her boyfriend said, as Bridget pulled him through the crowd toward the trucks. Hey, Apollo, Gemma said. Who's playing next? I don't know, but they're starting, Apollo said. Some aggressive dubstep boomed out of the speakers, and the people around us started gyrating as though they were having seizures. Shall we head to another stage? Apollo asked. Gemma and I nodded enthusiastically. Apollo was so tall and large that he parted the crowd easily, and we followed in his wake. Apollo! A guy's voice called. This was Apollo's roommate, Cody. He was just as beautiful as Apollo, had black hair and eyes, and was a little bit less tall. As the four of us walked in a jovial group to another stage to see another show, Gemma gave me a look and we hung back behind the guys. What's the story with the roommate again? She asked eagerly. Girl, go for it. He's so nice, I squealed. I'm so down, she mouthed. Look at these beautiful men. Apollo is like a Ken Barbie doll. And so, under the guise of pretending that I was doing this in order to be Gemma's wingwoman, which of course was part of it, I continued partying at a music festival with a guy who was not my boyfriend. Looking back, I remember that all I really wanted to do at Pemberton was be with Gemma. I even enjoyed hanging out with Bridget more than I did with Tyler. I couldn't explain why at the time. All I knew was that and I would never have admitted this, even to myself. When I was with Tyler, I felt confined. He just wasn't as much fun as Gemma or even his own sister. I felt guilty, thinking I was being selfish. And I was. I could feel my phone vibrating inside my purse with calls from Tyler, but I ignored it. Some cool electronic music was playing from a nearby stage, and the four of us migrated towards it. The sun was almost completely set now, and we were soon engulfed by the energetic crowd. We weren't very close to the front, which meant that we had some room to breathe, but 
Gemma, Cody, Apollo, and I were still very close to each other. At this point, I had managed to delude myself into almost completely believing that I was only remaining with Apollo and Cody in order to wing woman for Gemma, who was now chatting and dancing animatedly with Cody. A few of Apollo's other friends emerged from the mass of people and joined us. I think I must have met and talked to them, but I don't remember that. All I remember is being with Apollo. Although the music was EDM and not country, Apollo took my hand and soon we were jiving. He pulled me closer to him and I hesitated looking around for Gemma. I saw her about 10 feet away and pulled Apollo along with me toward her and Cody. She hugged me as I approached them and I kissed her on the cheek, gesturing that I needed a drink from her ever so handy camel pack. It actually contained water. You have to stay hydrated at these things. Thanks, I yelled gratefully, resurfacing from the glory of the ice cold water. No worries, she grinned, tossing me a sunscreen bottle. Now have some of this. I opened it and took a swig. Apollo was horrified and attempted to pull the bottle out of my hand. What are you doing? Try it, I said, offering him some. He frowned at me and then smelled it. Oh, he laughed, wrinkling his nose. Is that vodka? Yep, Gemma giggled. An ancient wilding tradition. She gracefully snatched the bottle out of his hands and took another sip. Why a sunscreen bottle? Apollo asked. So that we can sneak the vodka into the festival undetected, I told him. The drinks here are ridiculously expensive, Cody conceded, looking sadly down at his own beer. Yeah, but why sunscreen of all things? Apollo asked, bemused. He put some vodka on his hand and jokingly rubbed it across his glistening chest. I don't know, I admitted. I think Gemma just had a lot of empty bottles lying. I broke off as someone pushed through the crowd behind me, causing me to sway into Apollo's rock-hard abs. Sorry, I said, trying to pull back, but this was impossible as the space behind me was now occupied by a solid wall of people. He grinned. It's fine. So, have you been? I don't know how long he and I danced and talked for. The effects of Gemma's vodka, the weed, and the day in the sun were fully sinking in at this point. Because it was so loud, we had to basically kiss each other on the cheek every time we wanted to say something. This, combined with the constant stream of people knocking us closer together, and the music, and the dancing, was intense. My memory is really fuzzy at this point. I don't know if Apollo leaned in to kiss me, or if I leaned in to kiss him, or if we both leaned in to kiss each other. All I know is that right before it happened, Gemma materialized between us and yelled in my ear, if you need to kiss somebody, kiss me, not him. It wasn't perhaps the most logical alternative to cheating on my boyfriend, but it worked.
Dude, I told Gemma now, as we sat together on her bed, if you hadn't come between us, I don't know what would have happened. Yeah, I'm sorry, she said. If it weren't for me, you would have been with Apollo months ago. Don't be sorry. It wouldn't have been right for me to kiss Apollo then. If anything, I'm sorry for taking you away from Cody. Didn't we ditch them pretty soon after that? Yeah, I think so, but it's all good. Cody was giving me mixed signals anyway, but didn't Apollo reach out to you after that weekend? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I nodded. The day after we all got back from Pemberton, Apollo sent me a text saying, Hey Brooklyn, it was good seeing you last weekend. It was a lot of fun trying to learn the windmill. Ha ha. Just wanted to say that I know you have a boyfriend and I respect that. Like I was saying though, I do think you're really cool and would like to stay in touch whichever way you feel comfortable with so Whatever you want, let me know. I stared at that message for a very long time. I must have been even more drunk than I thought I had been at Pemberton because I had no memory of the conversation Apollo was referring to. But it didn't sound good. As far as his mentioning of the windmill goes, I can only assume I had been teaching him some kind of absurd dance move that I had made up that night. The rest of the message made my stomach churn. Why was he talking about my having a boyfriend and him wanting to keep in touch? Had we talked about that? What had I said? What had he said? I tried to extract real memories from the chaos of suppressed color that I was feeling, but they were gone. Fuck, what was wrong with me? And what was Apollo asking me for? What did he mean by, whatever you want, let me know? Why could I remember the stupid vodka in a sunscreen bottle situation, but not this? Before responding to Apollo, I told Tyler about him and how he sometimes texted me and that I wanted to be friends with him but felt like I should tell Tyler first. Tyler didn't understand and wasn't happy about it but he said he wasn't going to tell me what to do. This was admirable of him and I took advantage of it. 
I texted Apollo back a day later, saying, Hey, it was good to see you too. I think you're cool too, but I don't want to do anything that I wouldn't want my boyfriend to do to me. I think it would be fine for us to keep in touch. If I start to feel uncomfortable, I guess I'll just let you know. Hope you had fun at Pemberton. He responded, also a day later, Sure, Brooklyn. I can understand and respect that. I will try not to make things uncomfortable, but will definitely chat and say hi if I run into you. Pemberton was a blast. I'm still recovering, but had a great time. How was the rest of it for you? And so we sent each other a text or two a day until August. We chatted about future plans, about the summer, about our weekends, about finding new places to live. And it was fine because I wasn't meeting up with him and we were friends, right? A short while after bumping into Apollo at my graduation, I guess I started to feel like it wasn't fine because I decided to let our conversation die. See, I could do the right thing. I just unfortunately chose to do it about a week before bumping into Apollo yet again at an Alt-J concert. Considering that I had just not responded to a text of his that contained a question, seeing him had been a tiny bit awkward. It was made even more uncomfortable by the fact that I was at the concert with Tyler. Apollo and Cody's seats were a few rows in front of us, and I wasn't sure if he'd seen me. At the end of the concert, though, we were funneled into the exit hallway together. I thought that the least I could do after ignoring Apollo's text was say hello at that point. Unfortunately, due to the fact that Tyler was right beside me, the interaction between the three of us was weird. Maybe it was my imagination, but Apollo, though appearing happy to see me, went strangely silent when I introduced him to Tyler, and Tyler put his arm around me, glaring at Apollo like a bewildered guard dog. Apollo texted me the next day, saying it was good to see me and asking what I thought of the concert. I could have ignored him, but I didn't. So, our daily texting carried on into October. This was right around the time I moved in with Tyler, so I decided to, yet again, let my conversations with Apollo die. I didn't really know how to do this, so I just kind of ghosted him. But then Tyler and I got into a fight. I can't remember which one. I just remember feeling empty afterwards, so when I looked at my phone and saw that Apollo had sent another follow-up text, I couldn't resist the temptation to answer it. He replied quickly, and I eagerly typed another response before deleting it and putting my phone away. What was I doing? Tyler and I were going through a rough patch, but that wasn't an excuse to be flirting with a guy who I used to date and who I was very much still attracted to. Then, two weekends ago, when I had been out with Gemma, Tyler, Bree, Lana, and a bunch of our other friends at the Copper Tank, I slipped up yet again. 
Somehow, midway through the night, I thought I had lost everyone. And so, in one of those frantic states that drunk girls get into, when their friends are probably mere feet away from them on the dance floor, I texted everyone asking where they were. Somehow, I also accidentally sent this text to Apollo. Maybe I mistakenly included him in my copy-paste list because we had recently been messaging? The thing is, I had also been texting my parents and neither of them received anything. The text was sent at 1.13 a.m. and said, where you? Exclamation point, question mark, question mark, nine. Because I'm classy like that. Apollo responded a few minutes later. Well, I'm at the Met now, but heading to the lamplighter soon. Where are you? Exclamation point, question mark, question mark, nine. Because he's hilarious like that. I found my friends soon afterwards and didn't respond to Apollo. I had almost forgotten all about him until later that night. Tyler and I were asleep when my phone, which I had forgotten to put on silent, rang. Who's calling you? Tyler grumbled, looking up. Apollo's name glowed green on the screen of my phone from the bedside table. Why is Apollo calling you right now? I have no idea, I said. I pressed the ignore button. Tyler looked upset, but rolled over and didn't say anything. I should have just forgotten about Apollo after that, but I couldn't. I texted him the next day saying, hey, so this is a little embarrassing. I went out last night and was texting people to figure out where they were and it looks like I messaged you by accident too. Sorry, I hope you had a good night. He responded saying, haha, no worries. I figured as much. I ended up having a pretty strange night, but it was good enough. How was your evening? What was strange about it, I asked, feeling more intrigued about why he had called me. My night was great. Definitely drank a bit too much, though. I would have to tell you about the strangeness in person, he responded. Just not the same with texting. Good to hear you had a good night, though. Now I'm curious, though, I said. Well, I guess I'm looking forward to hearing the story someday. Haha. Ha. We could always catch up over a coffee if you really want to hear. What are you up to this weekend? My stomach fluttered. I was so tempted to say yes. Why did I want to see him so badly? I waited a few days and then said, it would be nice to catch up, but I think us meeting up alone would be a little inappropriate. I'm sure we'll bump into each other again soon though, smiley face. What's inappropriate about two friends having coffee? He responded, adding one of those tongue out emojis at the end of the text. I needed to stop talking to him and I managed to resist doing so for a few days, but then I cracked. I don't think a one-on-one -on -one meetup is the best idea, I said, but I'd still like to see you in a group situation, so keep me posted on parties and events and we'll see what works. All right, he responded. I'll let you know of any event-type things that might be fun. 
What are you doing this weekend? He had sent that three days ago, just before my fight with Tyler had gone down. I hadn't responded to him. Then this morning, he had asked if he could come vote at Park Royal, and I had said no. And now, as Gemma and I sat talking about it on her bed, he had just sent a text asking how my day working at the election had gone. So? Gemma asked, grinning as she read his message. Are you going to respond and ask him to meet up? He thinks I won't meet up with him because I have a boyfriend, I reminded her. Tell him you don't have one anymore. Right, and when he asks when we broke up, what do I say? Tell him the truth, about an hour ago. Tyler would be destroyed if he found out. One, he's not going to find out, Gemma said, matter-of-factly. And two, who cares if he does? You've spent way too long worrying about what Tyler thinks and what Tyler needs. What do you want? Texting Apollo while I was dating Tyler was a shitty thing of me to do. True, but come on, things between you and Tyler have been done for a while, and you're single now. You deserve to have some fun. Seeing Apollo would be fun. So do it! But, but, nothing, she said firmly. Don't worry about what it implies, or who it might hurt, or whether or not it's the right thing to do. If you want to do it, just do it, she grinned. Pun intended. I laughed and looked at my phone. I typed a quick response to his question, but kept it short because I really just wanted to get straight to the point. By the way, I typed, I didn't want to meet up with you before, out of respect for my boyfriend, but we broke up, so if you still want to hang out sometime, let me know. I hesitated, my finger hovering over the send button, and then I pushed it. Gemma cheered. I tossed my phone to the foot of the bed to avoid constantly checking it. So, are we still doing the Greek god costumes for the Halloween party this weekend? Gemma asked, sprawling out on the bed and stretching. I want to, I said. It's just a bit unfortunate because... Tyler was supposed to do it with us? Yep. But your friends are the ones doing the costumes together, not Tyler's. He's friends with Bree's boyfriend. Really? They don't seem that close, Gemma said dismissively. Do you think he's still going to go to the party? Yeah. Gemma groaned. Do you still want to go to the party? Yeah, it's one of the last times I'll get to see everybody. I'm not skipping it just because Tyler will be there. Okay, good. It's going to be fun. And Luke always has like 50 people over, so it'll be easy for you to not have to speak to Tyler at all. My phone chimed. Is that Apollo? Already? Gemma beamed. What did he say? I read the text a smile creeping across my face. I am definitely still interested. Are you free this weekend or Wednesday? Gemma cheered again. The party's on Friday, I said to Gemma, and you and I are hanging out this weekend, right? 
Yeah, why don't you tell him you'll meet up with him on Wednesday? Okay, I said, and I sent Apollo a text back asking what time would work for him on Wednesday. I can pick you up around five, he responded. Gemma did a little dance. Yes, happy Brooklyn, Brooklyn having fun. This is what I like to see. I smiled, told Apollo that that sounded good, and said, all right, we should get to bed. Yes, we should, she agreed. I'll see you in the morning, and we can figure out more of a life plan then. I groaned. Ugh, right, a life plan. I know, Gemma said sympathetically. I just don't know what to do, I said. Nobody does. They just pretend they do and hope for the best. That's terrifying. Yep, but at least you and I can not know what we're going to do with our lives together. Thanks for listening to Confessions of a New Grad. If you want to find out what happens next, episode 8 will be posted on Saturday, May 9th. After that, we'll be posting one episode every Saturday until the end of the season. I'm so happy to be able to provide this podcast to you for free during this difficult time. If you're enjoying the show, please tell your friends, give us five stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. To everyone who's already done that, thank you so much. It helps a lot. Confessions of a New Grad is written, narrated, and produced by me, Greta Craig. Our story editor is Rebecca Montgomery, and she created all of the amazing artwork for the project as well. You can follow the show on Instagram at newgradpodcast. Special thanks to all the amazing musicians who allowed us to use their songs in this production. You can find the soundtrack in our show notes. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.